Hi everyone, you're listening to the Dare Daniel Podcast. My name is Daniel Barnes. I'm the film critic for the Sacramento News and Review. My co-host, as always, is comedian Corky McDonald. Alright, what's all this then? On this Lilliputian mini-episode, we are going to take a look at our review next week of the film Heartbeeps. We're going to take a look back at our last episode where we reviewed Revolution. I'm going to do a little bit of extra credit by reviewing the film Revolution Revisited. Yeah, I watched the movie again, basically. And some of your listener dares. Corky! Yeah! Let me set the stage. The year is 1977. Right. A little film comes out called Star Wars. Right. It's a bit of a hit. Maybe you've heard of it. Fast forward to the go-go early 1980s. Yeah. Where people were constantly fast-forwarding because we were constantly on the go-go. Okay. Yeah, VCRs were everywhere. I know I said a week or two that we were constantly fast-forwarding from the 80s to the 90s. Sure. This is nothing like that. No, this is a different kind of fast Nothing like that. Everyone's obsessed with robots. Star Wars, it's many knockoffs. They are everywhere. You're a studio executive. The head of the studio comes to you. He says, kids like them are the robots. You give me the robots. You say four words. Get me Bernadette Peters. (laughs) And you're clearly on a roll, so you just start saying other words. You say, make the robots nightmarish. Make one of the robots like a, a an old timey comedian, complete with cigar smoke. Make make all of the sounds horrible to your ears. Make it unwatchable. I don't want any of these kids watching this movie. You say and so. What happens in 1981? Director Alan Arkish makes a movie starring Bernadette Peters. I think she's a real star, and Andy Kaufman. Sure. The film is called Heartbeeps. What a clever play on words. Let's listen to the trailer. Let's go to that clip. And now, direct from his worldwide tour, we proudly present the one and only Leonard Catskill. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Good evening, ladies and germs. It's great to be here. Of course, at my age, it's great to be anywhere. But seriously, folks, I'm here to tell you about this new movie. It's called Heartbeeps, and it's about me and my pals. Here's Valcom. Turn your head around. I don't want to say he's dim-witted, but he makes an electric toothbrush look like a genius. Look the fire. My function? To serve as companion and valet. Being programmed for charm was probably an extra expense. This is Aquacom. She was popular mechanics playmate of the month for June 1994. Get a load of those components. Wowie wow. Oh, thank you. And then there's Philco. He's a great kid, but he had no sense of humor until he met me. I haven't been this happy since the time I bought a pet skunk. My wife said, why do you expect to keep it? I said, under our bed. She said, what about the smell? And I said, you'll have to get used to it just like I did. Now the problem is, we're all being chased by this overgrown squad car named Crime Buster. Don't get excited, don't get excited. Remain stationary for computer check. While waiting, you may enjoy a brief musical interlude. He's a cross between Darth Vader and a Sherman tank. I've heard of party crashes, but this is ridiculous. But believe me, folks, this movie's got a lot going for it. There's action, adventure, romance, raccoons, even people. Hey, kid. Behave yourself. Oh, yeah. And I'm in the movie, too. (laughs) 
But seriously, folks, don't forget to see Universal's new movie, Heartbeats. And it's coming for you-know-when. And speaking of Christmas... Andy Kaufman, Bernadette Peters, in Heartbeats. Coming this Christmas, it's holiday entertainment for everyone. So I says, I don't care who you are, Fatso. Get those reindeer off my roof. So that film is Heartbeats. Heartbeats. I get it. I, I you like know heartbeats, but robot. You said it three times. I wasn't really on, and then beeps. I'm like, oh, because robots have hearts. That film. If you are interested in playing along with our view of doing the home version of the Dare Daniel podcast, it is available to rent on all the usual VOD services. Which is kind of surprising that it was not buried in the desert somewhere, <laughs> uh, but is actually available for rental on VOD services in your own home. Uh, that review comes out on Tuesday, and it should be a really fun one, so check it out. It is a fun one. So now let's take a look back at the film we reviewed previously. It is Hugh Hudson's Revolution. All my people say Starring Revolution. Al Pacino as Scottish American fur trapper, Tom Dobbs. 18th century Scottish American fur trapper. Oh, goes without saying with his accent. Listen to that. That is that is Hudson River Valley. 18th century all the way. Is he from Scotland? I don't know. Oh, he is. <laughs> oh, he definitely is. <laughs> <laughs> Anything to add to our review of this uh, very difficult-to-watch film? I think we nailed it. We went over that very long, dreary, drawn-out movie. So we should never talk about Revolution or any other related Revolution products ever again. We should just completely yeah. cast it out to the, the winds of history. I think if some noble <laughs> film critic were to take it upon himself to say, I've done huh. that. I fought the American Revolution sure. from July 4th, 1777 to the end. I don't know the date. To the end. <laughs> what a patriot. <laughs> if I've done that already, you know what? Two decades later, let me revisit this. More. I want more. Well, that's good that you're ready for more because guess what I did? Do I have a patriot sitting across from me? You sure do, my friend. Patriot missile, baby. Scud. <laughs> uh yeah, I actually went ahead and reviewed the film Revolution Revisited, a.k.a. Boy. Rev Rev for us super fans. <laughs> we call it Rev Revs. We call ourselves Rev Rev Heads. <laughs> As we said in our review, so we'll just give a little a recap for anyone who hasn't read the or listened to the episode or seen the film, but episode 14, you should yeah, definitely check it out. What the fuck are you doing? Uh, set during the American Revolution, Al Pacino is Tom Dobbs, Scottish American fur trapper. Uh, that's Revolution. He's swept up into the American Revolution and sort of is fighting against his will and eventually takes up the cause and defeats the British. Yeah. Basically. <laughs> that film was a bomb, and we reviewed the original cut last week. It was apparently really rushed through post-production to meet a Christmas release date and to get it out in time for Oscar consideration. And Hugh Hudson, who was totally savaged uh, along with Al Pacino when the film came out, critics hated it, hated him. He actually, in 2009, returned to the movie and produced a new cut called Revolution Revisited. Ten minutes were cut from the body of the film. They also added a new narration from Al Pacino, recorded in 2009. Is he still from Scotland? Still the same Still the same voice. He recreated his horrible Scottish-American accent <laughs> very, very well. The cut was generally thought to improve the film, if not redeem it. Some believe it, it is now a good or even great film. One critic even called it a masterpiece. Having watched it, I will say, I feel like it takes two steps forward and 1.9 steps back. Gotcha. 
This version, it's a restored version. It has the proper aspect ratio, proper colors. The sound is much better. So I felt like even though this was really the third time I had watched Revolution, it was almost like the first time. And it was the first time I was able actually to really appreciate there are some really beautiful visuals in this movie. Getting to actually see the color and the framing and everything in the proper way, in that respect, it was actually better. Also, I think most of the cuts that he made were to just kind of move the pacing along a little bit. Thank God. They cut out uh, – Daisy is the one who really gets cut down. Her scene with her father, if you remember, where she kind of yep. sneaks in on him and he's funding the British or he's, he's getting twirling money. his mustache. Yes, he's twirling his mustache. That gets cut. Overall, the pacing is just better. Like it feels like the story kind of moves and flows in a much more natural uh, manner. Okay. Unfortunately, the narration is awful. Really? It is terrible. Does not help? Doesn't help at all. It makes it much, much worse. And mostly it's just there to tell us stuff that we really could have got through context. Mm. That and then filling what we recognized as the big emotional gaps in the story. You know, for example, like Tom's feelings about Daisy, which are so vague, and then suddenly he's in love with her. Right. It's and nonsensical. she's in love with him. There's stuff in there to be for just for him to say, like, oh, Daisy, how I long for you, Daisy. Is that right? Yeah, stuff like that. Like trying to fill in those gaps. But more often, it will be something like if you remember the scene where it's during the Battle of Brooklyn Heights and Daisy kind of wanders upon Tom and, and his son Ned. Yeah. And they're kind of resting from the fight. And the scene ends with this capper where she says, you're fighting for our cause. And she gets all tearful and kind of grabs him and hugs him. And Tom gives her this look that is very blank and kind of defeated. And we as intelligent people are meant to understand he's not really fighting for the cause, right? He's yeah. fighting for his son. Right. So the irony of that scene, it, it plays out silently. Now, when she says, you're fighting for our cause, Al Pacino comes in and says, oh, little did she know, I was only fighting for my son, Ned. <laughs> like if you would, <laughs> I would have guessed that people told Hugh Hudson, the problem with this movie is that we don't know if that's Al Pacino's son or not. Because all he does is say, Oh, my son, Ned. Oh, Ned. I do it all for my son, Ned. Yeah. And that was the one clear thing. It's that very movie. clear. Yes. That's one. The, it's actually it, the, it, the intrusive narration is hilariously bad from the very first moment. Remember in the original film, they're kind of sailing down the river and there is narration where Al Pacino says, we're going to sell our furs down the river. Yeah. And that's the first time like you hear his horrible accent. Now you hear him say, Rev-o-lution. <laughs> a word on everyone's lips. Seriously, as like the title of the film comes up. Oh my god. So, yeah, and when he goes out to find Ned, right? He goes Ned gets kidnapped, he goes out to find Ned. Instead of just going to find Ned, now while he's going to find Ned, I'm going to find Ned. Like Jesus. it's that kind of level of stuff where it's just like telling us things that we're already getting. It doesn't fix any of the real problems with the movie. It's still badly written. Yeah. It's still badly acted. The casting is insane. Nakasha Kinski is still Joan Plowright's daughter. Yeah. Does uh, not make sense. Yeah, One of the things we pointed out about the movies was the heavy handed symbology of say, you know, people marching in different directions and having slaves on the auction block shouting for freedom. Does he address that kind of stuff in the narration? Well, actually, he does, actually. At one point, what the one thing that we do get is we get a little more backstory on Tom Dobb. Okay. We actually find out that he was sort of an indentured servant himself. Yeah. He was born in the old country. 
and sold for a few coins. I was a Glaswegian. <laughs> a child of Glasgow. <laughs> I was born by Loch Leary. Yeah, so we get a little more back information like that, and there's one point where he says, oh, I identified with the dark men in chains. Oh, Jesus. But unlike me, they could not get that freedom. It's just very, very so, on the nose. Yes, it's yeah. too on the nose. So anything that the immersive aspect of the movie, which is clearly what they're going for with all the handheld camera and the natural light and make it feel like this is you're really here in revolutionary times with these people and it's muddy and it's dirty. And which it's, was effective. It was effective and it's even more effective seeing it with a proper aspect ratio and the proper colors, all that immersiveness gets completely crushed by the narration because you're constantly taken out. You're constantly, yeah. and they will, he will narrate plot information over people speaking plot information. You know what I mean? Like he's taking away the, con- he's giving context to just take away the context. I think Al Pacino just approached Hugh Hudson was like, you know why that failed? They need more me. More me. <laughs> yeah. They need more Dob. So revolutionary business, I would say it might push it up Close to a dare or okay. a low dare, um, but it, it does not turn a bad movie into a good movie. It's gotcha. still a bad movie. Yeah. And Americans still won the Revolutionary War. Spoiler alert. Yeah, suck it. As we've said before, and anybody who's podcasting knows, the algorithm is completely dependent upon five-star reviews and ratings. And we were wanted to take a moment to give a shout-out to some of the people who left were kind enough to leave five-star reviews on our iTunes page. We got five-star reviews from the people at Films on Trial podcast. That's at Film Trials on Twitter. Nice fellas, Gav, Joel, Alex, and Dave. Dave with the hard quizzes and Ozzy were kind enough to leave us five stars and a review. Also, the people at Cinematically Correct podcast, at Cinematically C. That's Tyler and Shay. Congrats on your proposal. You Watch I Listen podcast. That's at You Watch I Listen. Dan, shout out on the Twitter. And at Fickle Nuts. Also, we got a wonderful five-star review on iTunes from hashtag Wheels and Heels Sacramento on Instagram. She gave us some nice glowing words. Nice. Yeah. Thank you, everybody, for the five-star reviews. Look out for the Dear Daniel Pod giving you some five-star reviews on iTunes. And, uh, yeah, let's all bump each other up on the algorithm. Yeah, thank you, everyone, for leaving us those reviews on iTunes. We really appreciate it. And once again, we are attention whores. We are going to shout out anybody who shouts us out. Absolutely. And it doesn't have to be good attention either. No. We got four-star reviews. We'll say your names, fuckers. Yeah. Asshole and asshole. So now let's move on and read a couple of our listener dares. Thank you to everyone who's been leaving those, daredaniel.com, or hit us up on the Twitter. This is fantastic. You guys are giving them in, in all different ways. Keep those coming. No matter what way, just keep it coming. First dare comes to us from frequent dare, Dan Scott. Dan Scott. Dan Scott. Giving us perhaps some of our best dares. Can't stop the music fame. Dan Scott of Heartbeeps fame. Yeah. Pause for applause. (laughs) (laughs) What does Dan Scott want us to do now, this son of a bitch? He wants us to watch a little movie called Exorcist 2, The Heretic. The, are you familiar with this film, Quirky? I just know it's widely regarded as like the worst sequel. One of the worst of all time. It was made in 1977. Of course, it's the sequel to the 1973 blockbuster and Best Picture nominee. Exodus to the Heretic is directed by John Borman. Much of, uh, a few of the original cast turned, some new additions. Why did Dan Darris watch Exodus to the Heretic? He says, this shameless attempt to cash in on the Exorcist must have been made due to a series of deals with the devil. Not only does Linda Blair return as Regan, but it includes an all-star cast of Richard Burton, Louise Fletcher, Max Von Sydow, James Earl Jones, Ned Beatty, and Dana fucking Plato. Happy Halloween. 
Motherfuckers. IMDb synopsis says, A teenage girl once possessed by a demon finds that it still looks within her. Meanwhile, a priest investigates the death of the girl's exorcist. That is exorcist to the heretic. Thank you very much, Dan Scott, for the dare. Hey, thanks, Dan Scott. Keep him coming because you're bringing the heat, pal. He brings some good stuff. Dan Scott gets it. Yeah. Gets it. He also brought us the list that gave us Hotel Transylvania. Oh, that's right. We talked about on a previous minisode. Hotel Transylvania is just Transylvania. <laughs> oh, that's right. Now I want the cartoon version of Transylvania, <laughs> Hotel Transylvania. Voiced by Adam Sandler. Oh, yeah. You know he's not above that. Uh, our next dare comes to us from the aforementioned Fickle Nuts. Hey! Jess, she dares us to watch Wolf Cop. <laughs> Have you? Do you know Wolf Cop? Johnny knows it. He's got two thumbs Johnny up. Johnny is excited. One's coming out soon. Nice. 2014. <laughs> it was written and directed by Lowell Dean. It stars an all-star cast, actually. Leo Fafard. Sure. Amy Matizio and Sarah Lind. All your favorites. You get that Fafard magic, you got a winner. Fafard is the titular Wolf Cop. Why did Fickle Nuts dare us to watch this? She says, it's truly a cinematic masterpiece. Not a word we throw around lightly. Right. No. Can't stop the music is the only one that's been bestowed that on. With a title which also sums up the entire plot. To make things extra special, watch the sequel and have a double feature. IMDb synopsis. As a series of strange and violent events begin to occur, an alcoholic policeman realizes he has been turned into a werewolf as part of a larger plan. And now I'm like, what larger plan? Yeah. You've hooked me. Um, so it's after Samurai Cop, now we have Wolf Cop. It seems like cop is something you can just put another noun with and yeah. you have a movie. Or like Collision Course, Leno Cop. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Car Cop, <laughs> Detroit Cop, Beverly Hills Tur- Cop. Turbocharger Cop. <laughs> Miyagi Cop. Uh, yeah. So ways to Any go with noun that. with cop and you have a movie. That's a movie. That's yeah. a movie. I'll say it. Or even after Cop and a Half. Yeah. <laughs> Wolf Cop and a Half. <laughs> So that's all the dares. Thank you again to everyone who has been sending us movie dares. And thank you to everyone who's been listening. Come back on Tuesday for our full review of Heart Beeps. Yeah. Delightful. For Dare Daniel, I'm Daniel Barnes. I'm Cork McDonald saying thank you for all your dares, reviews, five-star ratings, subscriptions. And thank you, Hecho in Mexico, for the wonderful Mexican food we enjoyed today. Yeah. I mean, it's not like they gave it to us. We bought it. No, I'm just saying thank you to the Hecho in Mexico and Stockton. I'm just saying it'd be nice. Oh, yeah, I shouldn't thank people for... I gave you money, you gave me food. That's how it works. That's how it works. Yeah, that's capitalism, buddy. Thank you, Adam Keens, for capitalism. Love it or leave it, pal. (laughs) (laughs) You don't like it? You go to Russia. (laughs) So that's all we got for you. Capitalism, Uh, I love you. We love capitalism. Goodbye.